the Zenial Odyssey podcast, where hosts Remy and Bobby Rocks explore life for people born in the late 70s and early 1980s. Each week, they embark on expeditions exploring their analog childhoods or interview guests about navigating adulthood in a digital world. Join them on another adventure to discover what it means to be a Zenial. Hello again, everybody. It's Bobby Rocks here, coming to you solo again. I think it was a couple episodes ago that I came to you solo. As you can see, a couple things as we keep tweaking kind of everything that we're doing in here. Uh, Remy's uh, unfortunately not here today, um, to be completely honest, and he can speak more about it. Uh, good thing about his job, his job's going really well, is that they uh, gave him the opportunity to work more hours, and he took it. He took he took the opportunity to work more hours. So that's pretty cool. And he hit me up uh, on Sunday because we we switched to recording on Sundays. It's now it's Tuesday, by the way. So I figured I'd come down here just to kind of have something going because we actually don't have anything ready to go for the uh, Festivus episode uh, yet. Well, let me let me back that up for a second. We're doing the Festivus episode this weekend. What I mean is in between the episode that came out today, which was about re-revisiting the 90s music, and whenever the Festivus episode drops, we don't actually have anything for it. So that's really what I meant. Let me rephrase that. In the meantime, while he hit me up and said, hey, I want to take some time off. Sorry about it. I know it's kind of last minute. I said, well, that'll give me an opportunity to kind of mess around with things that we have going on here in the studio. So first and foremost, what you probably notice is instead of being a square table now, we have a very long table that I'm sitting at here. Uh, Remy, as always, would sit right here, right next to me. Uh, it also has given us the opportunity to open up more room. So we have a little bit more room in here. Uh, we also have some more room for guests, and it kind of gives us more room to mess around with the lighting gives us a little more room to place the camera in different places. And I don't know if you can see kind of out of your peripheral visions. It gives us a little more room here to uh, kind of expand what we're doing. Some things that you can't see is um, I've been slowly adding in some uh, soundproofing padding to kind of areas of the room itself. And that stuff uh, you really won't be able to see. It's just really in case I'm like looking at Rem this way and I'm talking to him like that. Uh, I still have to put some behind the camera or behind you, for example. So that's stuff I will have to do at a later point. But I also come down uh, and I just mess around with things. Speaking of the Festivus episode, I really cannot wait until people get a chance to hear some of the uh, things we've been working on. I really know how else to put it. It's just uh, some of the things we've been we've been working on. But I figured, again, with solo episodes, I, maybe sometimes I use it as quality time with Bobby Rocks, or I use it as opportunities to kind of go off cuff of what we usually would do. So I feel like this episode is no different. And first and foremost, some housekeeping stuff or some new stuff that I wanted to fill some people on in on is that uh, for the last uh, probably like month and a half, month, um, if uh, you're watching or you're listening to this when it does come out, Mr. Mike Snellgrove from the Probably Wrong Podcast 
he's reached out to me and he's asked me to come on to his show. And I really would like to come on to his show and and uh, not have to worry about lighting or cameras or editing and just come on and freeform and talk about things uh, about sports specifically. So I haven't been able to. The reasons I haven't been able to are because of my job. My job, sometimes it just doesn't time up right. He usually records on Wednesdays. And Wednesdays is kind of a, it's like a pivot day for me in the week. I may be going to other parts of the state or I may not be when it just doesn't, it's not feasible for me to, uh, there's no real way I can get on there and attend it. So this week I was able to. So tomorrow, after I leave work, I will be going to uh, where Mike records at his home and we will be talking about sports on the Probably Wrong podcast. So I'm really happy about that. I'm hoping, uh, he did give me a little heads up that if I get there about a half hour before we go on the air, he gives me pretty much a rundown of what they've been talking about. And they talk through emails. So uh, it's something Remy and I need to get better at as we come along and we correspond and just game plan more. But I like the flow of our show and not every flow ha- and not every show has to flow the same. But he said he'd give me a rundown. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that uh, we are talking about Shohei Otani and his uh, hitting the lottery of $700 million contract he just signed and all the stuff that's going along with that. Uh, on top of the fact, it gives me a chance to talk a lot of shit about local sports. So I'm really looking forward to that. It also gives me uh, uh, the vibes of some things that I miss from way back when. And what I... What I mean by that is some things that I miss. And, yeah, I'm going to fuck around with the camera or whatever. I don't care. You guys can deal with it. It's just me. But some things that I miss about what going on another person's podcast reminds me of is it re- reminds me of when Remy and I used to do Where You Been with our friend Pat, who we've talked about. Uh, we try to talk about him at some point in, in as many episodes as we can just because of how important he is to what we do, but also just what a great person he is and just helps keep his legacy alive. So uh, it reminds me of the times where I didn't have to do anything. I just come on the air and I just talk. I talk about music, talk about sports. I didn't have to worry about leveling and gains, and I didn't have to worry about lighting, and I didn't have to worry about any of this stuff or keeping in track of the socials. And as much as I do appreciate uh, touching base with uh, those few of you who are kind enough to reach out, and I, and I genuinely mean that. Thank you. But uh, it's a lot. It's a lot for someone who is an adult. It's a lot for someone who has other responsibilities and is doing this for fun uh, wherever it goes. Uh, And sometimes it feels tedious. Most of the time it doesn't, though. So um, that is good. I'm always looking to, speaking of the feedback, I'm always looking to uh, tweak with my lighting setup because of some of the feedback I have gotten from some people. And as you'll see, uh, uh, nothing this week. Uh, It's relatively the same from the 90s re-revisited episode, the back wall, that is. But we're always going to be tinkering with that. We're always going to be adding things to it, maybe switching things around. Uh, these are things that reinvigorate me, and they make me pretty feel pretty good. Um, but other than that, I uh, just kind of wanted... So I've done a quick catch-up. I wanted to use a little bit of the episode to do a quick catch-up. But other than that, things are going... They're going all right. Uh, just had my birthday on Saturday, so happy birthday to me, and thank you to, for those of you who are I am friends with on social media, specifically Facebook. 
who reached out in some form or another, or those of you who Facebook messaged me or texted me or called me and just wished me happy birthday. I appreciate that. Um, I am personally somebody who does not overly celebrate my birthday. I know some people it is it is a it is the specialty day of specialty days. For me, it's just like a, if you had said literally just texted me happy birthday, that's more than enough. And sometimes I may think it's too much. But yeah, so uh, 41 years old, putting a close on the uh, my 40th year of life, and uh, good riddance, good riddance. It was it was a tough year. It was a tough year. I really wanted it to be a good year. It just was not. And I've kind of hinted at what I'm about to talk about. I've hinted at it with Rem. It was a couple episodes ago. It was the one where I I told him I, I feel like I hamstring him. Uh, and, I, and I do that. I wasn't kind of being like uh, humble or, or just saying, oh, yeah. It's not, it wasn't an offhand comment. It was the truth. I do hamstring him from times. Because if you let full Remy go, I, if you, if any of you, you've rarely seen it on this show, but if you don't know him in real life, to see full Remy Carrero, holy fuck, would that be something? Yeah, it would be to my bane. Uh, but uh, but again, um, really to kind of keep, not just to keep it fresh, but to also uh, let him feel like this is truly a, a dual thing that we do, I think it is very important that I am giving him as much of... Um, a say in artistic creativity. And that led me down a rabbit hole of just a couple things, tying that into what I just talked about, about my uh, year 40 of life and how it was less than stellar. So uh, I guess I looked at the end of this year and because uh, my birthday is, De- I'm a December baby. I'm pretty close to Christmas and it's also close to the end of the year, so that's how I kind of tie the two together when I think about years of my life. And really what I was thinking of is just about how I sit co-pilot on a lot of stuff, and I just wait for change. And I, I think it's very rhetorical, but I also think there are some of you out there that would really dope slap me upside the head and was like, well, if you're unhappy with anything or you just are dissatisfied with certain things, make your own fucking change, asshole. And you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. I'm not even going to argue with you, Mr. Person, who may or may not be behind uh, the camera that I'm watching here or listening when this comes out as an audio episode. Uh, Truthfully, though, uh, I just feel that I need several things. I need to do several things in my life to change it, to avoid these feelings of, feeling unsatisfactory, whether it's professionally or personally or status-wise or whatever. And a big thing I need to do is I need to step away from um, being concerned about how others view me. And let me give you a story. It's a good story. So when I was in graduate school and I was almost done with all of my required coursework courses there was a class that a professor i had taken i liked her she was she was really good she was a she was some similar age to me and she said oh i'm taking i teach a creativity and counseling class so i my first thing was like "Mm, that's kind of cool it'll teach me some new tip new tricks some tips on how to work with uh, individuals maybe individuals with disabilities because a lot of my career is in working with people with disabilities 
Um, but I was not prepared for what she meant by creativity. Uh, I did learn a lot of tools and a lot of tricks for working with anybody, children, adolescents, uh, people with disabilities, just working with people who may have uh, defense, like mental defenses up is ultimately what she meant by creativity. And we were the guinea pigs for our own kind of course. So the first thing she had us do was she had us just make a flag about our like lineage. So like where your family comes from. And I made this flag and I, I, I tried to make it, but my first thought was proportional. So I tried to make certain parts, like I'm mostly Irish. So I tried to make the Irish flag part of it a little bigger than other things to kind of signify that. And then I had to go and present it in front of the class. And the way she was asking me questions was uh, almost like cross-examining. And it, but it wasn't like it wasn't like rude. It was just more poignant, you know. And uh, I was probably up there for five, ten minutes. And she led us on a journey, led me on a journey. And uh, it was purposeful uh, so people could see certain things. We all took turns. I wasn't like singled out. But other things that came out was feedback from the audience, from all my fellow um, students. And some of the things that came out were uh, how I'm never, I wasn't focused uh, or I was trying to avoid focusing on the present, on the here and now. And also, and it's called like an external locus of control. That was the exact words my, my professor used. External locus of control. And what she meant was, um, what drives me is what the people around me, uh, specifically for that one was like my family, my immediate family, and how important that was to me. Um, I know, Remy, and I, a part of our, our show, like when we talked about boomer parents or we talked about just our unique upbringing, um, I think of all these things that, from time to time when I do have time of self-reflection, like when I'm not home. Obviously not on an episode for our podcast. And uh, so some things that I've been thinking about kind of revolve around some things like that. How much uh, am I doing things for other people as opposed to doing them for myself? And I know that could probably come across self-centered. I don't mean it to be. It's just a, like if we take the external locus of control conversation part of it, the one that my th- um, I keep wanting to call her my therapist. She's not my therapist. Maybe that's a Freudian slip. I don't know. But anyway, I, uh, my professor, she kept bringing that up. And we also had a journal, by the way. And my favorite thing is the last thing she said before I kind of left the front of the class was she's like, she does do therapy. And she was like, she literally like looked at me and was like, I would have so much fun with you in therapy. I really would. And uh, so I journaled about that a lot when I had to do journals after classes. And she would always... She appreciated my honesty and my candor about kind of my takeaways on things. But yeah, um, I guess what um, when I look at the change that I feel like I need, what I'm really getting at is uh, like a, an overhaul of my lifestyle. Uh, and, I, and I touch upon that on the show a little bit. I touch upon it with my wife a lot a bit. Uh, I touch upon it a little bit with some of my friends. But, um, yeah, a big thing that I've noticed is how I, uh, I have a lot of social circles where drinking is, is the norm, like going out and drinking to varying degrees. 
uh, social drinking, getting fucked up drinking, watch, drinking while watching sports at a social event kind of thing. And really, as I've gotten older, I have um, reflected on the fact that I really hate that. It's really, to me, it's boring. That's the first thing. Case in point, uh, former guest, good friend of mine, Chris Flynn. Uh, every Friday, he will text me and ask me if I want to do something. Go to a cigar bar, for example. We love to go to cigar bars. Or just to go out drinking. And he has said at times, uh, it has come across that he just doesn't want to go out drinking alone, or he doesn't want to do this thing alone, and he needs a sidekick. And there are times it has come across like that. And so he's one of the people I, I will not so subtly let know, like, that's a dick move, and I'm going to say no, because you're an asshole, if that's the case. He's also someone I have to scold a lot, because if I were to say no, he would then try to play 20 questions, and that pisses me off. And then I say no out of spite, and I tell him that, honestly, to his face. Uh, and he, he's gotten better to be like, are you just saying no out of spite? And I go, yes, I am. Learn. Learn when I say no, it's not a negotiable thing. It's a no. Also, as I've gotten older, I'm, I'm much more happier just staying at home, being completely honest there. Uh, so the thought of uh, sweatpants, and I never thought I would see the day when uh, I would get home from work or I get home from something, and I just wanted to put on sweatpants and feel relaxed. I never thought I'd see that day, but that's a day that's come, and it's here, and uh, I'm okay with it. Uh, is that to say that I don't want to go out? Uh, there's times when I do want to go out, but I just um, don't really view alcohol as a big uh, kind of force in my life now. I'm perfectly content with going out for like two or three hours and having barely drinking a, an, uh, an alcoholic beverage an hour maybe even having one alcoholic beverage and getting uh, engaged in conversation. And yeah, these are things I think about when people may hit me up. Um, there are some friends of mine, uh, but we, we just mutually have not hit each other. And that's okay. We do touch base every now and then and want to genuinely want to know how each other's going without having to set up going out to drink or doing something. But, uh, yeah, I've had some experiences over the last year where I did things where I usually would get fucked up. I would get drunk. I would just get on, you know, drugs or something like that. And I haven't done that. And it's been, I got to tell you, those experiences I had were really great. I, I'm sure I talked about the going to see Breaking Benjamin and Disturbed with my wife where I did not do anything. I did not drink alcohol. I did not tailgate. I did not. I just went there sober to enjoy a concert. And I got to tell you, I did. And it was, uh, it's been a long time since I have experienced what I would call euphoria at a concert. But I did. And that was a great thing. And so I guess um, maybe my, this is my roundabout way of saying that's just plainly something I'm looking to experience more of. Is these more just natural experiences of um, just like something uplifting. And um, the way I've been living my life has not been doing that. So I need to change that. I need to stop sitting there uh, just waiting for it like a lazy asshole and actually do something about it. And uh, one thing I did this weekend during the monsoon, which there's something related to that that I will be bringing up 
on the Festivus episode. Because, yeah, it's a fest. It's an airing of a grievance. Abso-fucking-lutely. It is. But one thing that I actually did before, uh, the thing that pissed me off, is I went out and I started looking at, um, like, spirituality books and self-help books. Uh, I'm not looking for faith. I'm not looking. I'm just looking for something to change my mindset. And so I've started just kind of dabbling and reading in books over the last several days that allow me to, to actually do that. And a couple times reading those books, I have had to pause and kind of take a step back in my mind when I uh, feel like the person is challenging me, uh, a universal me as a reader. And I go, eh, they're not wrong. In fact, they may be right. They may be absolutely right. And I think that's a good thing. I think that's healthy. Um, another thing that I wanted to talk about is that uh, in the past, when I have tried to make changes like this, which is probably why it often fails and I revert back to my old ways, is because I tend to get in a concrete, like all or nothing, black or white thing. So when I have the little slip-ups, which are going to happen anyway, it devastates me. And I lose um, confidence in it and the process I've made. I forget. I throw out the window all the progress I've made, and I just throw up my arms. And I say, fuck it, and I go back to doing other things. That's something I also want to change. I'm happy to report that I have done that uh, recently. Uh, case in point, in 2023, I lost something like 25, 30 pounds. And it's the first time in a long time that I lost that amount of weight. And there were times throughout the whole year where I put some back on and then I lost it again. And it it was fluctuating, but ultimately was going down. Whereas in the past, I, I basically did crash test diets and would lose like 50, 60 pounds. And then something would happen and I just put it right back on. And I, I don't want to do that anymore for a lot of reasons, specifically because as I get older, I mean, that, that's going to do some damage to me kind of going on in here, if you know what I mean. My heart, my kidneys, my organs. So, um, yeah, big things, uh, getting older, by the way, big reasons I want to um, feel better, like kind of lose weight or feel better is, number one, I want to sleep better. Number two, I want my knees to stop hurting. Uh, if I could get away without wearing compression sleeves when I'm working. I will wholeheartedly, uh, wholeheartedly uh, embrace that. But until then, hey, it is what it is. Uh, so yeah, one one thing I'd like to see for me uh, as we kind of get towards the end of a, the end of the year and kind of the beginnings of a new year is to keep that trend going and keep losing weight and uh, hopefully um, just feeling kind of my mental health and my um, my mind away from mental health. And that may not make sense to you, but uh, I try, I kind of split the two, kind of my mental health and kind of the way I process information. It's really what I'm getting at. I hope that stuff uh, continues to uh, improve. And um, I'm going to do these things very subtly. I'm not going to try to do big leaps and bounds. You know, maybe two steps forward, one step back approach. Maybe that's perfectly fine. So that's what I'll kind of look into. I also hope that uh, Remy and I can get a little more adventurous here. You know, I'll pat his imaginary rem here. I'll assume his head was right there. But uh, I hope his work keeps going well. I really do. Um, not, not, And I'm not talking about the podcast here. I'm talking on a personal level. As someone I've known for almost 20 years, I see 
what this um, has done for him and how it's reinvigorated him uh, as a human being. And I want, I wish nothing but that to continue, to continue to go for him because I think that would be phenomenal. Everything else we do is a byproduct. Uh, that's the benefit of having the podcast being, um, for lack of a better way of putting it, a hobby, is that I, it's not something where I'm looking to get fames and riches and, and make a living solely off of doing this. Sure, great, pie in the sky. If that ever happened, great, great. But if it continues like this and uh, we still have the artistic freedom to do it the way we do, then that's just as good too. So I wish, I'm not just wishing good things for myself, wishing it for my friend Rim. Wishing it for all my friends and all the people I care about as well. Um, because that's just you know, who I am. It's, uh, I know I've said uh, i got to focus more on me, but uh, if I could do anything to help people better themselves, uh, which I've always done as an adult and in my career, uh, then I wholeheartedly will. Uh, looking forward to a new year at my new job and what new challenges that will bring. I've uh, I've gotten settled in that job, but I what I like about my current job is that it's not one of those jobs where I feel like I'll get complacent. I feel like there'll always be certain professional things or goals that either is organizationally will put in place for me, or uh, my boss will put in place for me, or uh, I can have a say in what some of these goals should be. So I'm really looking forward to exploring how far I can take that. And while sometimes the commutes can be meh, with my job, being completely honest, uh, I do enjoy the variety of uh, traveling around the state, working for the same organization and training people. Because the cool thing about the organization I work for is that depending on where I go to train people is the need of those regions of Massachusetts. Not every part of Massachusetts. When I go out to Springfield, they need different staff than they need in the Cape, in Cape Cod. And, the, and they need different staff in Revere than they need uh, in the Boston, south of Boston. I mean, and so that's what's great. I get to see all those different staff, and I get to know them, and I get to know the uh, residential programs and the day habs and the, and the individuals they'll be working with. And those are great, and I'm looking to make more of those connections. So um, as we end this year, I, I see a lot of positives. I don't look at a lot of this as I have in the past, by the way which is a good, that lets me know, like, my trajectory is looking good because it's a lot of uh, unknowns and it's a lot of challenges. And sometimes in the past, I would shut down mentally. Not even going to lie, being completely honest, I would shut down. But I don't feel like that. I feel like, uh, all right, let's see what this brings. Bring it on. Let's see where this goes. And that's new to me. It's, uh, it's somewhat foreign. But again, I'm reiterating it again. Uh, it's not scary. Not bad. And um, other things I'm looking forward to is uh, working more with this bad Larry right here so I can add in more effects. I can add in more transitions that will just naturally be a part of our episodes and also working this thing to the maximum that I can. At some point, probably in March, April-ish of 2024, uh, we are going to be hitting our 100th episode overall. Now, for some people on YouTube, they'd be like, hey, asshole, you kind of fucking throw out numbers and things like that, and you don't sequentially do things. And I apologize to you people on YouTube. I have treated you as the redheaded stepchild. That is, my, that is me being honest. But one thing that we have said and that I wholeheartedly still want to do 
is I really want to do a live cast for our 100th episode. I will be reaching out the closer we get on top of doing research to kind of tie everything together. It may not be with the camera that we use right now, which I am using to record this video. I may use it with my phone, something that I can hook in easier to this, although I can look up to see how I can do it with the camera we use, uh, which we use the Panasonic Lumix GX85, I believe. It's about a six, seven-year-old camera, but it does the job. It's good. But I'm going to do that. I'm also going to reach out for people. I also probably will create like a, um, a, a dummy number, for lack of way of putting it, or have people call me through Messenger, and I can have my phone hooked in Bluetooth to the board, and that way we can make this a really live, interactive ep episode when we do it live. And I want to put it out on Twitch, which we have a... Speaking of neglecting, I've never put anything on Twitch. So this would be the first time we would do something on Twitch. Maybe even try to tie it into Facebook Live. Definitely put it out on YouTube. And try to do it all through the domain that uh, we use that supports and kind of holds all of our episodes, Podbean. And we can put it out all there. And I really would love to make it an extravaganza. And fun. I would really like to make an extravaganza and fun for myself, and for all of you, and make it, as, make it more interactive than the podcast has been. I would love to say that we are slowly transitioning towards really making an emphasis on being interactive. We haven't, but uh, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Do my best. For those of you that do reach out, I do wholeheartedly, and I try to let you know genuinely that I appreciate it. Whether, again, you are someone critiquing our lighting. Thank you. I actually do appreciate that because those are things that I would like to improve and make better. If you're critiquing anything else about uh, things, a lot of critiques on YouTube is when I did like the, I call them the XOP shorts is people really critiqued uh, like, so you're doing a promo. So just call it a promo asshole. And then I said, you're right. And I'll put out the full episodes, which I'm happy to report. Um, there have been people who I think go back and forth between the audio and the video. So maybe you're say, sitting here saying, has this been uh, just you ranting in E minor? Yeah, that's a, that's a rant. That's a, I believe that's a uh, Lewis Black reference for anyone who doesn't get that. But uh, essentially, yeah, it's like a stream of consciousness that I'm doing. Um, a lot of times when Remy and I record episodes, we feel like it's very uh, cathartic and therapeutic when we're done. And that's one reason that we, we stay motivated to do this thing. And I don't view this as any different. Um, I view this almost could be like a journal. Not a vlogging journal, as we learned in the past. Uh, I hate those. And I ditched the one time I was going to do that, a vlog kind of as an episode, when I accompanied uh, my wife, Sherry Lynn Nicholas, to Charlotte for a bodybuilding competition. And so I uh, kind of despised myself while I was doing it. I did it anyway. I think it came out all right, but then I ultimately just decided, fuck it. I didn't want to do it. Um, so, yeah, this would more just be kind of random thoughts with Bobby Rock. It almost rhymes. But other than that, yeah, I hope uh, this is enough to kind of hold everybody over. And I'll be happy to update people either when I get on next time with Rem or if I jump on here again and update them on how the Probably Wrong podcast went. And I'll do my best to make sure that I share it when it comes out. It is a Facebook exclusive podcast, so they do Facebook Live it. Uh, so the, it'll be up there and I can share it with anybody that's wondering. And then on top of that, yeah, just uh, continuing to build a bigger, better, more compassionate, more open, more honest, 
and consider it me. Uh, so uh, I, I know we're going to do an end of the year episode, and I really don't want to make this that because I really want Remy to be here for that because his 2022 was uh, pretty rough, and I think 2023 just gradually got a lot better for him. And I'd rather him share that in his own words and not have me sit here staring at an empty chair and just trying to do my best to Remy and failing miserably at it. So rambled enough. Thank you, everybody, who if you tune in or if you listen, uh, whether it's this episode, whether it's only been one ever or two ever, or you've been here the whole time. I can't thank you um, enough. And until the Festivus episode, which will be the next episode, uh, take care, everybody, uh, and good night. Thank you.